can do. Nehemiah 8 and 5 says, when Ezra opened the book, all the people stood up. <clears throat> my brothers and my sisters, in the 24th number of the Psalms, the Bible word of God says, the 7th through the 10th verse, lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates. Somebody's head need to be lifted up today. A lot of folk are bowed down. We need to lift our heads up. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door. And the King of glory, hallelujah, and the king of glory shall come in. Well, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Again, who is this king of glory? Hallelujah. The Lord of hosts. <clears throat> he is the king of glory. Amen. I want to talk with us a few minutes this morning from the subject, who is your king of glory? Who is your king? Who is your king? And if you don't mind, just turn to your neighbor and tell them, Said so Jesus Christ is my King of Glory, and I don't mind the world knowing about it. My brothers and my sisters, this morning we delve, dwell, and delve into a Psalm of David that asks the poignant question. Who is the king of glory? This question has been dominant down through the years. David asked the question that from the beginning of time has been and is the most important question of a man or woman or boy or girl can ask himself. The reason it is so important is that because of our sin nature, we tend to forget the answer. And it is being mindful of the answer to this question that helps us order our lives and put all of the events and circumstances into their proper perspective. The question is, who is the king of glory? In the old days when the king of England wished to enter the city of London through Temple Bar, the gate being closed against him, the herald advanced and demanded entrance. Uh -huh. Open the gates, shouted the herald. Uh -huh. Who is there? Questioned a voice from within. Uh -huh. The answer came, the king of Israel, England. Uh -huh. The gate was at once open and the king passed amid an acclamation of people. Uh -huh. But what the old days did not know is that custom was an old one that stretched back thousands of years 
before England was known under that name. Jesus Christ is our King of glory. He is the Lord strong and mighty in battle. We may aptly fitly acquire this to the suffering and deferent death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, he put aside the glory which he had before the world was. And though he was rich, help me, Holy Ghost, though he was rich for our sakes, he became poor. And as one of the old preachers used to say, Christ has gone back to heaven a victor, leading sin, Satan, death, hell, and all his enemies in triumph at his chariot wheel. Christ went back to heaven after the mightiest battle that was ever fought in the universe. He went back in triumphant glory. We might properly apply these words to the coming of Christ, to the life of man and the civilization of the world. Christ has been taking possession of the life of mankind from its beginning. He is king of glory in modern civilization. Think about the man, Jesus Christ. Dr. James Allison Francis wrote of him, but more than all of this, he is the king of glory in spite of all the wickedness that is in the world. It has already come about that the most the dominant personality in the world is Jesus Christ. And I submit to you today that Hebrews had it right. He said, God who in sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past to the prophets and the fathers, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. And listen to this. Who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty of God. What a mighty savior we have. By him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominion, principalities, power, all of them were created in him and for him. Christ has possessed and become the king of glory in the very counting of the years in modern century. Well, first of all, what is the king of glory? I mean, what does that term mean? We all know what a king is. Here in America, it doesn't strike us in the same way as for a person in a country that has always been led by a king. But think about it. A true king has all the power and authority. He sends out his decrees, and all across the kingdom, no matter how vast and populated, it is all of his subjects today. In a kingdom with a good and fair king, obedience isn't just an obligation, it's a joy and a privilege. When people love and trust their king, they want to obey him. and They're willing to fight to death to support their king and preserve his kingdom. They're faithful to him in presence, and when they are far away, and even when he is far away on a crusade in a distant land, they still obey him. It doesn't matter to them where he is, he's still king, and they serve him. What does the psalm mean by glory then? 
In this case, he means abundance and honor. So the king of glory is the supreme ruler of heaven and all creation. He is the king over all kings. Can I get a witness here today? I said he's the king over all kings. He's divinely just and fair and good. Do you know him? His decrees are righteous. His judgments are fair and final. And he loves every one of us. You heard John 3.16 say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So what it says about him in those first two verses of this psalm, the earth is his and all it contains. He established it in its place. He's the owner and the controller of it. In the last three verses, the psalmist tells us that the Lord is mighty in battle and close to his people. If you want to win a victory, take him with you. Our protector and our salvation. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, Jesus Christ. That's who. The one who is and was and is to come. The lamb that was slain and the lion who now reigns. I wish I had some help up here. The one death could not keep and evil could, cannot keep back. He's the king who goes to and from throughout his creation at will unhinged, and he's coming back for his subjects to take care of them in a glorious abode. The celestial kingdom, he has promised he'll do it. If there is anybody here this morning that knows that Jesus is king, is there anybody here this morning who has any doubt that Jesus is king? Is there anybody who has any dubiosity, any reservation? Is there anybody who has some trepidation? Anybody who has some uncertainty? Anybody who has any hesitation? Anybody who has any skepticism, any mistrust, unbelief, disbelief, this dubiety? Anybody here this morning who doesn't know that he's king? Well, I stopped by here this morning to tell you that he is a man who not only keeps his word, but who is the truth of his word. In fact, the gospel writer John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Can I get a witness here this morning? Somebody said that Jesus Christ, somebody said Jesus Christ is Lord of all. All things, I said, were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. What Jesus says, he means, and means what he said. And has the power to make it happen, and prevent it from happening. For those who dare to doubt him, distrust him, I hear him assuring and reassuring anybody and everybody, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. For in my Father's house, I may imagine if it were not so, I would have told, well, I wish I had some help up here. I'm up here by myself in my father's house. I mean, imagine, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you might be also. 
And whither I go, you know the way. Jesus Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how canst we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus Christ is the consummate answer to our destiny. Whatever you need, he has it. All you have to do is ask him. Whatever, he will sure enough give it to you. I wish I had the words of my good friend, Dr. S.M. Lockwood, this morning. He said, his office is manifold. Talking about Jesus, y'all. His promise is sure. His light is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. I wish I had somebody who knows the Lord and loves him to death. Jesus' word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you. But I tell you this morning, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. And he's irresistible. I'm coming to tell y'all this, that the heavens cannot contain him, let alone the man explain him. You get, can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off your hand. You can't outlive him. And you can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him. But they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimony to agree on him. Herod couldn't kill him. Can I get a witness in this house? Death couldn't handle him. The grave couldn't hold him. He's always had been and always will be. He had no predecessor and he can't have no successor. There's nobody before him and there's nobody after him. He's Alpha. Come on, help me. Omega, the beginning and the end. I wish I could get somebody here excited about him. You can't impeach him, and he's not going to resign. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Well, all the power belongs to him. You heard him say when he got up early Sunday morning, he said, Early, all power, all power is in my hand. Somebody say, Early. All power's in my hand. We're around here talking about black power. We're around here talking about white power. But in the end, all that matters is God's power. All power. All power. And that's all there is to it. Can I get a witness in here? Thine is the power and the glory. You see, we try to get prestige and honor and glory for ourselves. But the glory is all belong to him. Thine is the glory. And yes, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory and forever and ever. How long is that? Forever and ever and ever. Forever. And when you get through all of those years, it still said amen. Amen and amen. I want to go to my seat now. But before I go, I want to ask you again, who is this king of glory? And I want to tell you that he is the Lord of hosts. Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is the King of glory. David was right when he implored, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and the Lord shall come in. He is the King of glory. 
He is the king of glory. I submit to you to let him be your king today. He's standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking. John said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Revelation 3.20 said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I come in and sup with him and he with me. Will you let him be your king today? I dare not sit down until I tell you that he's my king of kings. I dare not sit down before I tell you that he's my king of kings. He's my lord of lords. He's my everything. He's my doctor in a sick room. My lawyer in a courtroom. My storm quieter. He's my way maker. He makes a way out of no way. Come on, help me, Holy Ghost. He's my food provider. He's my way out of no way. My way when there's no way to be found. He's my wellspring of wisdom. My doorway of deliverance. My pathway of peace. My roadway of righteousness. My highway of holiness. My gateway of glory. My master the mighty. He's my lily. He's my lily of the valley. Oh, I wish I had some help in here this morning. He's my lily of the valley. My bright and morning star. Hallelujah. He's a Sharon. Shelter in the time of storm. I don't know about you, but Jesus is everything to me. He's my water in dry places. And fire shut up in my bones. You want to get me to moving? You want to get some fire in my bones? Tell me that Jesus. Ezekiel say he's my wheel in the middle of a wheel. My high tower, my stone defense. He's my battle axe, my shield, my strong defense, and my witness. Let me tell you something. I thank God today. He woke me up this morning and started me on my way. Didn't let me sleep too late. Woke me up right on time. Hallelujah. Right now, he's keeping me alive. In him, I move. In him, I have my being. I don't know about you, but I tell you this morning, Jesus, Jesus is everything to me. Let me tell, let me tell you a story before I sit down. Permit me to share this with you. The great story that is told about a wealthy man and who with his wife spent their great fortunes collecting masterpieces all the way around the world. Monet and some of the most valuable rare pieces they would buy at auction until their well-secured home had some of the most coveted prized pieces in all of the art world. Then suddenly his wife died with a broken heart he went by himself to collect, but it wasn't the same. And all he had left was his son. And he loved his son more than anything else. And then his son went off to the wall. He never heard from his son again, except for the telegraph that he received telling him that his son had been killed in battle. Well, years later, there's a knock at the door where this man lived. Now almost a recluse with a total, total, total broken heart, the man opened the door, and there stood a ragged individual with something wrapped in brown paper, and said, son, 
Your son, sir, your son was my best friend. I love your son. And I painted a picture of him and I thought you might want it. The father reached out and took the wrapping off, off the painting and he looked at it. And he saw his son's eyes and something that filled his heart. That it really was his son. This was the son that he had lost. And this picture was a treasure. He thanked the young man and closed the door. And he took one of those surprise masterpieces off his mantle and put his son's picture there. Well, finally the old man died. The auction house came and took all the masterpieces down and put notice out there that these paintings were now available. And all the art collectors from all over the world, art dealers and wealthy folk, thinking maybe it was their moment to acquire some prized masterpieces. The same they came into the room. And as they sat down there with great anticipation, the auctioneer came out and gabbled the auction to order. The first picture was unveiled. To the shock of the crowd, there set displayed for all to see was this very plain, plaintive painting of this man's son. The auctioneer explained what it was and said, do I hear a bid? And nobody bid for it. He said, can I get $50 for this painting? Finally, a man in the back of the room said, I stopped by here to watch. I don't have much money, but I'll give you $50 for that painting. Nobody did. And so the auctioneer said, going once, going twice, three times, sold to the man in the back. And as they carried it back, the auctioneer gaveled the auction, closed this auction. He said, the auction is done. The crowd began to scream, and some shouted, but you can't do that. What about everything else? The auctioneer said that it was the old man's will that he who had the son, come on, help me, Holy Ghost. It was the old man's will that he who had the son had everything I have. Can I get a witness here this morning? If you have Jesus, if you have Jesus, if you have Jesus, you got all that you need. In him, you live. You have being, you have your being. The door of the church would open if there be someone here this morning who wants to come. Jesus is standing at the door of your heart, asking you to come to him right now while you have the time. He's the only one who can save you. He's the only one who gave his life for you, and I ask you to come right now.